Hello, Mountain Bike Radio listeners. This is Ben. And if you're listening to this episode, it is part of a six-episode series that I recorded while I was out in Park City, Utah this summer. I want to give a special shout-out to mountainbikingparkcity.com. So you should head over there, mountainbikingparkcity.com. They put us up in Park City to get some experience of what they have to offer there. And I will say... Yes, they did put us up and pay for expenses. However, I was pleasantly surprised. I'd never spent any time out there, and I had no idea really what I was getting into, and I really liked it. I went away from that thinking something completely different. The trails are awesome. There's a lot of different terrain, a lot of different options, and there's a lot of things going on out there. So it's definitely worth checking out. The reason I'm just posting this now is that one thing led to another this summer and didn't quite get it up in time. And I was thinking what better way to get it out there right now, this winter, as you're thinking about next season and trips that you should take. Because I think uh, the entire Park City area is definitely worthy of your vacation. So if you're looking for a mountain bike trip, Uh, I think it is definitely in the conversation and and worth your time to investigate. So if you head over to mountainbikingparkcity.com, you can find out all the information right there. It has links to uh, trails, lodging, food, all the information that gets you going. Uh, You can probably go to different things from there, but that's a really good place to start. So that's it. I did six interviews, and it gives you a real good flavor of what you can expect with the people there, uh, why they're there, what the area has the ought to offer, the experience, and uh, hopefully it gives you a really good idea of what you can expect. Uh, I will say it again. I was pleasantly surprised. I went in completely blind, had no idea what I was getting into other than some basic research on some trails, and I had an fantastic time it was the weather was good we didn't get be able we we weren't able to get up high because of snow still Uh, but everything we did ride was awesome we had a great time Uh, all the people were very accommodating Uh, and another thing to note and this is a big deal there the, the time we spent there was there was people on bikes everywhere on cars riding around it was middle of the day weekday it didn't matter there was people everywhere there was kids riding around uh, we went to this uh, bike park area and it's filled middle of the day filled with kids of all ages riding it was clear that people were there because they like to participate in the outdoor life and that was not just tourists that was locals and in talking to a bunch of different locals and interviewing these people that you'll hear, it's very clear that this is an outdoor-focused area. So check it out, mountainbikingparkcity.com. If you have any questions or if you want any more of my thoughts, uh, you can send me an email, ben at mountainbikeradio.com. But that's it. So thank you for listening. I'm excited for the 2020 year, and thank you to all of you who have been listening last year the year before that, and all the years that we've been around. I appreciate it. That's it. I'll shut up. Here's the episode. 
and be sure to check out all the other Park City episodes. Right, See ya. Recording. All right, so this has been in Park City, extending the weekends more, and we are in. The, what condos are these? Shoot, Lift I should have. We're in the Lift, Lift Lodge. The Lift Lodge. It's on the corner of Maine and something. Thanks to Park City Lodging Association. Yes. And thanks all together to Mountain Bike in Park City. Yes. Um, Mountainbikeinparkcity.com, in case you're wondering. You should check that out. That's where you find all the information about, well, mountain Park biking City. in Park City. <laughs> Lodging, food, all that kind of stuff. So we're sitting in my condo. There's five of us here. I'll let them all do the introductions. Uh, but what we're going to do is just recap the last... I'm losing track of days. I don't know about you guys. It's so a Wednesday, month. Thursday, Friday. We're on two months now. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's actually December. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ski season has begun. <laughs> I uh, rode twice today in the snow. <laughs> yes, exactly. So what we're going to do is what we're just going to talk about a few days, what our thoughts are, and just go from there. So who wants to start with introductions? I start. Okay. I'm Giuseppe. I live in Ireland, but I'm Italian, as you can figure it out by my accent. And I run a food and travel blog with my wife, uh, who is here. Hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> and the blog is called The Foodlers. And we are here mountain biking for the first time and in Park City for the first time. So it was, a, we had a great time, I guess. I mean, yeah, it was good time, yeah. A great Can you guys move up just a little bit? Move towards the mic a little bit, yeah. or just shuffle your chair up a little okay. bit. So sorry, listeners. We have I traveled with three mics, and we have five people, so we're making do with what we have. And the Foodlers is f o o d e l l e r s dot com dot com. Yeah. And then and, and then on Instagram, it's the same, right? Yes. Is it the Foodlers or Foodlers? The Foodlers. The Foodlers. Okay. And how did you get hooked up with this whole thing? Um, Why are you here? Yeah, we are here because uh, we live in Ireland. We are both Italians and the PR guy for Park City in the UK and Ireland just gave me a call and says, hey guys, what are you doing in June? And I says, nothing special. Do you want to go to Park City and try mountain biking and eating good food and enjoy Utah? Yes, why not? Yeah. That's it. That's why we are here. Yeah, makes sense. Can you talk a little bit about food alerts? How to Just give a little background. How to start? Why are you doing it? Yeah, the Foodler started almost 10 years ago. It started like a side project when we moved from Italy to Ireland. And at the beginning, it was just like, you know, a blog where I used to put my recipes, my stuff. And then over the time, it grows, grew, 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 yeah. (laughs) And I have this guy correcting me all the time because I'm not speaking very well. So, So thank you, guys. So did you cook a lot before then? I did cook a lot before then. Yeah. I do cook a lot now, no? still okay. now. But then as I have a background in uh, food travel journalism. I'm a food travel journalist. So when I, we introduced the food travel things, people were kind of overwhelmed. So we say, yeah, this is something they like. Why don't we go ahead with this and make it work in different ways? And that's She never says that she won an award, actually. Yeah. <laughs> as a travel journalist. Yeah, I was named. We have uh, some time. We, you can. I hear. know, but if you, you, you readers or well, listeners, I'm used to readers, so it's kind That's of weird. That's fine. Whatever. <laughs> if if you see my face now, I'm completely red. So because I feel a little bit of shame. That's, that's fine. My, no, when, that's when, the whole point. When, yeah, you can talk people, about yourself every once in a while. That's all right. When people brought up this award, it feels like I'm overselling myself. But I was awarded. That's, that's, that's what you're doing right I'm, now. That's why I'm here. Yes. <laughs> 
but yeah, I was named the best food travel journalist in 2017 and 2018 in worldwide. By what? the by, the World Food Travel Association. See, we didn't learn about this till we're um, the third night. Yeah, in. but yeah, oh. can you see me? I'm completely red yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, that that's it. I can I can uh, yeah. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> now she she won't talk anymore. Yes. Yeah. No, that's good. All right. That's good that I don't talk. That's no. Good. <laughs> no, 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 no. Nice. But uh, all right, Mark, you want to take. Uh, Mark Gorman from Ohio Outside. You have to come a little closer Sorry. to the thing. Uh, Mark Gorman from Ohio Outside, and we are a um, outdoor lifestyle um, website. Um, we cover anything from running, cycling, um, outdoor adventure, um, and we also put on seven running races per year as well. How'd you get to doing, doing that? Uh, the Ohio you know, Outside or the running? The uh, Well, we'll take two. Let's do Ohio Outside first, and then the running, because you don't just go from zero to race director. It, there's several steps to becoming to get in that world because it's not uh, it's a lot of work. Well, I, I started off as a triathlete, so I was always like a runner and a cyclist, both, and loved mountain biking. Um, there's a brand in out of West Virginia called uh, WV Outside, mm -hmm. but they didn't cover Ohio, so I figured, you know, hey, they use a little competition up north. So we opened that up and um, started promoting other people's events, and we started promoting our own events. And then we started to migrate into a gear and product reviews, and now we're starting to do some travel reviews as well. So how long ago was that? Ten years ago. Ten years, too? Ten Jeez. years. We're all working yeah. on a ten-year situation. Mm -hmm. uh, i getting old. Well, that, too. You guys, guys, keep, you guys keep saying that. I'm the yeah. oldest one. Oh, yeah, that's right. You, yeah, we had this discussion yesterday. So uh, the running, talk about the running too, like how the, these running races. Now's your chance to like pitch. All right. So stuff. anyway, uh, we, we have people that do both. Yeah, yeah. We have a lot of crossover um, in our market share, so it's good. Uh, we do seven running races. Our two flagship events are um, the Salt Fork Spring and Fall Challenge. Those are um, ten point four mile trail races, pretty brutal races. Mm -hmm. uh, been named some of the best um, trail races by Active.com, which is cool. And then we also that's not bad because in Active you're like you get a little. Yep. thing on the screen. Get a little promotion from Active. Yep. Yeah. That always helps. Right. And then we do a uh, three-race series in the fall called the Ohio Outside Trail Series. They're five miles. Great for uh, intro to beginner trail runners. Um, pretty mellow trails. Mm -hmm. um, some people say they're not tough enough, but just run, run faster. Run faster, run yeah, harder. Yeah, Put sure. out a bigger effort. Yeah. That's our theory. Yeah. And then uh, we're adding our first road race this year and a adventure slash um, obstacle course type race. Mm to benefit uh, kids to go to camp at Camp Carl in Ravenna, Ohio. There you go. How'd you end up with this? So you said you're getting into different, see, I'm getting into interview mode. I can't do that. Um, <laughs> so you mentioned you are getting into travel stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So is this like the first deal uh, we, with we that? Did, that kind uh, of we've done Vermont. We've done Nemecone Resort. We've done some other mountain bike destinations as well. Okay. And then so we first, also, first time in Park City? First time in Park City. And also did a great piece, uh, three days across the Gap Trail, which is about 335, 340 miles, mm -hmm. about 105 miles a day. So how many people do are involved with Ohio outside? Um, as me, I'm the only, quote, full-time person. Yeah. And then we have some freelance people to help out and some volunteers to help out the races as well. Okay, cool. All right, Allie. Hey, hey. There you go. So <laughs> why are you here? Who are you? What do you do? Why are you here? What's up, Mountain Bike Radio? Uh, my name Are you is. Nervous? You seem a little. Do I seem nervous? 
Am I just quieter than normal? I, I, I don't <laughs> Usually I would have chimed in with a few jokes by now. I know yeah. I wanted to give room to everyone to do their intros oh, and not speak good. over people. Yeah, so good. Thank you. Now it's my turn and I will just be speaking solely yes. for the rest of the hour. Yeah, point the <laughs> microphone to her because she's, she's going to... If she talks too much, we'll just give her some biscuits. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, so what, what are you doing here? You've been here, you were here like two weeks ago, right? Uh, I've, this is my fourth trip in three months to Utah and to Park City. Um, So one could say I enjoy the place a bit or I just keep getting invited on press trips and I say yes. So where are you from? Like why you, where are you from? What do you do? Uh, So I'm from New York, uh, New York City, New York proper. Um, I have a website called the, I have a website called The Sweat Life. Uh, We are focused on Health, wellness, I hate that word wellness, but health and fitness mostly. I'll ask you why. You see, you can't open these little doors and be like, yeah. well, why do you hate that? Like, go ahead. Um, yeah, we can get into that. I, I just think it's an overused word at this point okay. and it's misused a lot. Okay. But, you know, what is okay. wellness? Um, but uh, yeah, the sweat life is. Uh, we started as a web series, um, sort of like if you guys have ever seen Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, I'm kind of like the Guy Fieri of health, wellness, fitness. Uh, you can't see me right now. I have better hair than he does. Um, hard to believe. Um, but I don't know, his hair's pretty good, though. Yeah, it's pretty it's good weird. hair. Yeah, it's hard to be Guy's hair. Okay, maybe, maybe Guy has me on the hair. Um, but where we go around and try all different workouts, modalities, healthy food recipes, whatever it may be in the health and fitness space. Um, And then we have a website with 12 verticals of written content, all contributed content from experts, everyday people, brand founders around the space. Um, And then we have a pretty popular Instagram, sweatlife underscore NYC. Little preview, I don't know when is this coming out. I don't know, sometime in the next couple of weeks, probably. Okay, so we'll still be Sweat Life. Yeah, okay. just look out for my name's Allie Teach. Look out for that name. Yes. We might be change, well, doing I'll some links, name I'll changes. I'll put links in the show notes too. Okay, so know great. Too. So great. I'll put all your information in there. Um, but yeah, I mean, our goal is to humanize the health and fitness space and make it fun and relatable mm. and unintimidating and offer more entry mm-hmm. points to get more people moving and mm-hmm. eating healthy in a way that doesn't feel so prescriptive and encourages people to find what works best for them and make it a little funny because I'm kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> you are, actually. Well, you, oh, I think that might be Scott. We have oh, a visitor. Another yeah, one. A visitor. Oh, spooky. Yes. <laughs> oh, hello. Oh, hello. A man with a bow tie just walked in. Am I? <laughs> <laughs> we so I think we are underdressed now. Uh, so we just we just started recording the podcast. I don't know if you you want to see that too. You're more than welcome. Well, I'm gonna go meet Rhonda real quick. Yeah, do it. Did you buy any shirts? Get my text about getting band-aids Ellie needs band-aids because we're going to talk about this now we're going to talk about mountain biking but Ellie needs band-aids because she crashed uh, so let's let's um, we'll talk about mountain biking but how are we going to start that how about we just start why would you go anywhere else okay. to mountain bike so well there's a lot of reasons there's a lot of different maybe you like a lot of trees maybe you like flatland I don't know um whatever so okay so we have a mix so mark is pretty you've been mountain biking a long time right 
since, uh, since so, I was in college. Oh, you're fine. Yeah, so, so he's a, five years. Yeah, we were ripping around trails and having fun, and then we have three beginners. Like beginner, beginner. I don't think. Yeah. Uh, was it the first time you guys ever mountain bike? Second time, but the first di- time didn't count. Okay, second time, first time for you. First time for me, okay. mountain bike version. Okay, so and first time for me as well. And were you done talking about what you had going on? Did you want to talk about it anymore? I mean, I could talk about sweat life oh, for hours. No, no, it's uh, awesome. sweat life, but you said comedy situation. You started at uh, talk about. You started at Letterman. Oh, I did. Yeah. Oh, you wanted so, me to give my background. Yeah, we, if you want. We, you said county, so I'm going to yeah. um, not. I don't have many people on who started. You know, yeah, in, in comedy. Yeah. And now I am here in Utah on a mountain bike trip, so you can yes. guess how well my comedy career went. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we also heard um, some of your jokes. You're practicing your shit this Yeah, I'm just... They actually, I, I don't know anything about health and fitness. They just bring me as the entertainment yeah. of the <laughs> right. um, But yeah, I started, I started my career in comedy uh, in media uh, at a little show called The Late Show with David Letterman uh, and then had quite a, a very lucky career in television and writing and producing. Um, and then health and fitness has always been a part of me. I've been a lifelong athlete. My father's a doctor. I thought I was going to be a doctor. And then in 2010, um, my mom was diagnosed with stage four ovarian cancer and I quit my job to become her caretaker. And it was during that period and I was still freelancing in the media space. I just felt really frustrated by what was available to me in the media. Um, and this is like 2009, 2010, 10 years ago. Um, And I felt like it was either a New York Times study that went over most people's heads or it was, you know, a major popular health magazine that Mm -hmm. was like, get your best bikini body and lose 10 pounds in a week. And it wasn't actually helping anyone get healthy in any way that felt relatable. And I knew I wanted to become part of the conversation. And a few years later, I started Sweat Life. There you go. Yeah. So that's me. Great. All right, so let's talk about mountain biking. We'll mountain start, biking. We'll, we'll start there Shut because the we'll we'll start there because you get <laughs> she's picking up on she's rocking like, railing corners and shredding the gnar and what else? I, I railed a, a quarter railed me today. <laughs> can I say that? Yes, can we can swear. That? We can say adult, okay. yeah, nice. adult things. Uh, hucking doubles. What else? Backflip. Your backflip move. Oh. Working on that. Oh, on the, the bike. T- and on the, the tip. Bike, yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> 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 this is That's what she said. Let's go back to Think the about that for a second. All right. So uh, what do you guys think about mountain biking so far? Well, uh, I don't even know how to approach it. but So we started. I'll lay it out. So what we did is uh, we got here Wednesday. I forgot what we did Wednesday. Nothing. Ate and drank. Oh, we went. Yeah, we Just went to get some eat Wednesday night. Stein, Stein night. Erickson Lodge. <laughs> Stein. Ah, oh my true. gosh! Yeah, it really, it was two months ago. World, yeah. world's largest Pac-Man game. Yes. Yes. Did you guys play that while I was recording? I did not. I'm going to go back up this week and play. And no, also, we me and Marco were okay. eating all, all right. the time. At <laughs> Actually, <laughs> so Thursday morning we went and rode. Yes. Oh yeah. Where do we ride? When? On Thursday. We're skipping our most special dinner with our most special waitress. Exactly. Yeah, we were working. Oh, we rode um, 
Right. Round Dyson? Mountain or Round yeah. Top? Or yeah. Right? Oh, okay. Uh, round so, so Mark round and Valley. I, Thank you. Mark and I and Eric Porter and Scott House. Scott's our uh, guide, basically, for the whole time. Eric Porter is uh, doing an interview with him, but he's a pro mountain biker. Pro mountain biker. Now he does a lot of... Um, pro. I think on his Instagram it says adventurer, advocate, and something else. That's his life. He does a lot of crazy adventure rides on mountain bikes, yeah. Um, yeah. filming, documentaries, yeah. stuff like that. Yep. So Mark and I went with... Yeah, so Mark and I went with um, those two. Yeah, I have to look at an itinerary to actually remember. Uh, Mark and I went with those, Scott and Eric, and then you three went uh, with who went? Julie, Julie and Hank. Oh, Julie and Hank. And Charlie. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. So you guys did that. Uh, can you, any of you talk about what you did? We actually had an introduction to mountain biking. Which okay. We, so what? Was, how, what was that like? What do you do with introduction? Well, we were practicing the basic, basically, and it was very helpful because I didn't know what to do with them. I mean, I, I ride a bike uh, weekly, but I've never ride a mountain bike, in, mm-hmm. especially in these kind of trails. And it was uh, it was very helpful because we we started from the basic like. Yeah, yeah, we actually yeah. started in a little like a backyard of a school, I yeah. believe, oh, and yeah. it was like a grassy knoll. So before we even <coughs> got up on the trails, um, there was almost like this little anthill, I would call it, like a little mound. <laughs> yeah. And so it was just getting that's used to the, the bikes, and we from. just, that's where the tip came that's from, <laughs> just the tip. Yeah. Um, and so we practiced just in grass so that if we did do the tip, we had oh, a soft landing. Yes. But then there was just this this little hill that you would never even think about, but practicing switching gears to even go from a flat to a hill. Decide to and fall. And then taking, decide to fall. <laughs> exactly. And That's then when everything started. To how to take a left or a right turn from an uphill to a downhill and even feeling the bike downhill. Mm-hmm. So super basic. And even when we got there, I was like, this is going to be boring mm-hmm. but it was once we finally got to the trails those little moments yeah. were so essential mm-hmm. and so helpful and it's one thing I can say to those first timers out there and anything new that you're starting put the time in for the boring initial steps to set up a strong foundation yeah. and you will have so much more fun yeah. in any skill that you're doing yeah I guess it helped to build our confidence yes it, it was very very helpful yeah mm-hmm. and I know when to tip in the <laughs> <laughs> Our, so, so the whole discussion when did that happen for thursday night Thur- thursday. the dam was broken thursday night i think and now it's yeah. been all yeah innuendo and such since i think <laughs> uh but i do that with my daughter so my daughter's she started mountain biking last year but she likes to try to go as fast as she can but i keep telling her the the thing i have to practice with her is to actually don't worry about going f- so fast right now is to worry about controlling yourself because then you can go as fast as you want because once you learn how to you know do a corner or use your brakes or do this at the same time or whatever it is let's figure that out and then you can go as fast as you want and for a little kid that's really i think it's it's hard for adults to think so that way first is for me. learning the technique i guess so yeah then you can yeah. Yeah. yeah so like eric for example if you take eric he can go as fast as he wants because if something happens or gets a little off kilter one way or the other, he can control himself and yeah, put himself back in control. Yeah. Um, and if you don't the, have those skills. Balance on the bike, the bike mechanics also. Yeah. Um, right. And feeling the suspension, where to be on the bike. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, it was super helpful. Yeah, so, yeah actually. So, what did you two think about that? Uh, just learning a bit. Did you know what break was what on the on the mountain? <laughs> yeah, actually, in Europe, it's the other way. I mean, yeah. the, um, the front break is on the right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah that's so. That. So basically, yeah. we have to switch our mind and think. What I learned riding a road bike, a bike on the road, is actually not helpful here because of the bike and because of the terrain so yeah it was kind of for me it was pretty hard at the beginning so in the meantime we are drinking here so yes things are Not getting much. We pretty had we had yeah. three beers between yeah. us <laughs> yeah only three true. beers yeah. but yeah so you had to get used to the yeah the, yeah the bike the change the gear and i'm still struggling the seat post the seat yeah up and down it was actually very helpful i don't know what's the name in english of this thing that goes up dropper drop seat post oh that's, that's dropper seat post yeah. if you can afford it get it it is three, worth every penny three thousand yeah. euro no dollars dollars yeah anywhere from 200 to 400 i think but generally most dropper posts probably like two to four hundred bucks ish you don't have to put your face right next to the mic, but just move your <laughs> yeah. chair in a little bit. That's yeah, cool. I would say that's probably good. Yeah, good, uh, good price. Get range. you started. Yeah, and I've I've never ridden a dropper post until this weekend. Yeah. And, so what'd you uh, think? Um, so you rode your bike the first day. I rode my. I brought my bike out here. Um, I rode it the first day. And then the second day we were uh, lifts riding at uh, Deer Valley. Yeah. And, and uh, so I rode more bike. of a what downhill. Uh, Santa, Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz. High tower. I believe it was yeah Santa Cruz High Tower Carbon. Yeah, yep. Um, great bike, a lot of fun. Um, had the dropper post, loved it, and I have one on the way. Wow. So oh, great. wait, what? Nice. I have a dropper Stop. post on the oh, way. Oh, I thought you meant a bike. No, like, no, oh, no, 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 no. Okay, you're not messing around. So, <laughs> but yeah, it was a, it's a tremendous difference, especially when you're doing extended down. When you get to the, well, you guys are pro already, so I don't know. Really <laughs> but when you get to the, <laughs> yeah, she's a. Uh, but when you get more extended downhills too, especially like this kind of stuff, it's, I mean, I was always, Mark and I ride very much the same terrain. So it's like, you're not doing big, huge climbs and huge descents. It's more like just rolling terrain. Um, so both of us had just regular posts that don't go up and down, but you can get by with that totally fine. But once you start riding a dropper post, it's, you start using a little bit different skills and you use the bike a little bit differently and you're you're shifting your weight differently. Like you said you were sore yesterday. Like, oh man, it was your legs or something? I, I was just I lost standing up on the downhills. Yeah. Just right. um so I was a little sore from that. Yep. Cuz you spend a lot of time you drop the pulse, you go up and you're going down with the big downhills and you'll drop it to the yeah. down all the way mm -hmm. and what you're doing is you're just using your your legs and your muscles yeah. to shift your weight and all that it's more of a it's a lot in the legs like i really felt yeah legs and hips you're, you're really hips. shifting weight a lot and using your muscles and yeah kind of yeah we actually learned something about it yesterday the yeah. second day uh which was nice because we had the, the first day we had like the real basic the second day we had uh, we learned something about the moments you know the, the balance mm -hmm. um what what do you do downhill uphill and today was i mean fun because you know with all the skills, <laughs> yeah. we, 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 all the, all the things we learn, we could have fun today, you know, in the, the last day of riding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I had fun. Yeah. And, and today, what was the place called? I, 
I it's called a high high west what's ranch. High west ranch. High west ranch. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Which was phenomenal ride. My mind I, is a trap, a steel trap. Is that what's the name of the? I think like so. I can remember yes. Wataka I think so. I don't know. <laughs> so high west ranch has like sixteen. I interviewed. Uh, shoot, what was his name? Charlie. Bob. John. Bob. John. Bob. Bob Racky, I think, and uh, he's the one that's responsible for those trails that we rode today uh the Thanks, park Bob. that we rode the other day uh trailside he's responsible for all that he like he built all that he's responsible for that the downhill stuff we did the okay. park the yeah. terrain park thing uh but yeah so we sorry i got distracted i just want to lay out where we rode today and kind of the situation it's 16 miles there's stacked loops and uh mark and i and a few other guys rode up higher and you guys stayed down on the yeah the yeah. lower sections mm -hmm. so what were those like with this okay i i want to lay it out and then you yeah, yeah talk yeah, about yeah. what those are like were they rocky were they hard technical oh yeah yeah i mean i i um, it was pretty i mean more technical than you know the the, the first two days obviously mm -hmm. um but i mean to, for me it wasn't very hard i mean it was uh much um enjoyable maybe because i have learned you know um, all the basics uh, the mm -hmm. first two days and I generally ride a bike so maybe I have a, a bit of balance anyway mm -hmm. uh, so it was it was fun I enjoyed it I also spent like an hour taking pictures of uh, Eric <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <So> <laughs> it was so much fun he's great you know he's, he has some great moves uh, yeah. great skills yeah and I, I guess I learned something more even you know just watching him you know wow. it, was, it was incredible yeah so you were a little nervous about the trails today? Or yeah, what? I didn't like it so much. No? I found uh, it was too... Uh, there must be some technical term to describe this thing, but I found it really... The terrain was really Gnarly. dry. Dry. Oh, oh, okay, dry. And I felt I didn't have much balance, which was strange, but I think the fatigue and also like, you know, when you are not mentally in that place. Mm -hmm. And I felt the terrain was kind of dry and my bike uh, the rear wheel was like sleepy slippery and i couldn't control it very well okay. so if it f it felt strange to me uphill uh, it was ter ter terrible <laughs> for me really 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 i i was going to give up downhill was fine nice enjoyable super cool mm -hmm. but uphill was a disaster really a disaster okay i think I mean, to give, to give you some credit the you went today. from nothing to riding those trails in I two know, days. That's a lot to but begin with. Yeah. I'm a, as a, a person, I'm kind of competitive with myself. Yeah, yes. that's good. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. But I think bit, for us, I, I mean, we are we're used to um, ride or run, etc. at sea level. So for us, the elevation was really right. a, an issue, that's you know, because right. it was. Yeah. Is that what you were gonna say? You were gonna say something? Yeah, I was gonna say a few things. I think you know the uphills today. They definitely, I mean, you feel the elevation. Yeah. And I think, I don't, I would we love to know. started at like 6,500. Yeah, so we're already starting pretty high. And you're, even just to get up into the trails where you're really going to be riding, there were just some like steep little spurts. And I'm guessing all of you guys out there know <laughs> those like, the, even just those 10 second steep ups can can really get yeah. your lungs i mean a lot of listeners and, they take trips you know to high elevation things and that's yeah. the first thing you're going to notice is you try to do any quick efforts and you're like oh yeah holy shit like 
you know, it's you like going upstairs. You always notice it because it's a quick burst of walking up. So exactly. anytime your elevation. Absolutely. But the other thing with the ups today, it felt it felt like the longest up we had done because the uphills we did the first day were really mellow at yes. Round Valley. And then at Deer Valley, we got to take the chairlift yeah, up. <laughs> so today was probably the, mo the most challenging uphill yes. because not only was it a little steeper, but it was longer, but also it was more technical. Because there were rocks and yeah. a lot of switchbacks. I'll switch get your backs. opinion in a second because I want to so hear your first, thoughts. Uh, oh, ahead, yeah, sorry. sorry. No. So as a first-timer to now be navigating rocks and switchbacks at the same time uphill mm -hmm. and learning how to man manage your speed and get out ahead of like you see a rock ahead and get that speed building so you can get even pedals and ride mm -hmm. over them like this must sound so basic to you guys but these are all new things that we're learning even on a downhill so to manage that uphill i think was the extra challenge so Thanks. you're being really tough on yourself totally agree, yeah. i think it's really fun to listen to the beginner like just like the idea of just speeding it's so normal right at this point mark that like it's so normal to you go into a, a section i don't you i don't even think about you right. know you speed up a little bit so you can carry some speed into it, but I don't explain. I just don't I already think. So hearing people explain, like, well, you got to speed up so you can level your pedals off yeah. and get over that rock and <laughs> carry speed in the. Yeah. I know. So it's, it's fun to listen. Yeah. It's, it's, and I, that was something new I learned today was, yeah. like, especially when you're doing an uphill switchback to, like, you have to really push your speed so that you're, you don't lose speed and do the tip. That's when I, you completely yes. lose speed. Yes. The tip that I keep talking about is when you completely lose speed and you tip over. Um, but, Thanks but for that, that up. Yeah. <laughs> 20 minutes later, they're like, who is she? But it, I'm sure that must be interesting. It's the way I feel about skiing when some people are like, some things that are so second nature to me, like I literally learned that today of yeah. how to push my speed to be able to get through an uphill switchback. Yeah. And that's and that's what I learned uh, just being a parent. So try to take that, like I, explain it to adults and you do this, but try to explain it to like a four-year-old kid, that same thing. So it's like, when you I start mean, doing that, like, oh shoot, I don't really know how to explain it. So you have to back up and then explain for you it in those natural, terms. You know. What's that? For you it's natural now, I mean, you go, I know, but it was hard. it's hard putting into terms. Yeah. So when she's saying that, it's good. It's a good yeah. reminder yeah. to how to. Although I have seen a video of your daughter riding, yeah, and she's, getting, but I, yeah, she, she's, she's great. She yeah. knows how to push her way through. Yeah, I know, but I, it's, it's um, but it's the same thing. Yeah. So when you when you're talking like that, it's it's, I don't know, it's kind of fun for me actually. Uh, Mark, all right. So what are your thoughts? We so what we did, listeners, is we climbed with double D. Double, double D from SRAM. Um, and Bob. Bob. From and Bob the Trail Builder. Bob the Trail Builder. And then uh, Scott. And we climbed basically up to the top of the trails. What, probably 1,500 feet? Uh, I have it on Strava. Yeah, 1,500 foot climb. I think it was closer to 1,700. 1,700 foot climb. So we just, it's like switchbacks all the way up the. It's switchbacks all the way up the. All the way, all the, the, all the way up the hill. Yeah. A little bit of downhill, a little bit of relief every. Once in a while, yeah. but so what do you think about switchbacks? Like I, I thought like it's it They're all they're all, all super it's the rideable. Same thing, yeah. Right. Every switchback. Was right. Like left. The same. Right. Yeah. Left. Right. Yep. But it was good. Yeah. And then some of the down. Can you explain the rest of the? Explain the downhills and what you thought on that. Uh, downhills were pretty pretty tame. I thought um, very rocky, but everything was very 
You're taking photos? Yeah. <laughs> With me and my swim trunks? Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking pictures in the meantime. Yeah. Um, downhills are very uh, rideable, very rollable. Um, so it wasn't anything super come over an edge and go, oh, shit, what did I just get myself into? Mm-hmm. So it was, all, uh, it was all great trails. Mm-hmm. I described it as, because we, we were recording, we were talking about it before, is there you wouldn't know if you went there. There's So, okay, I need to back up because you guys are new to this, but... So there's when we refer to machine built trails, uh, what we were riding today is called is machine built. So they use the little excavator okay. or little mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. you know machines to actually build the trails. And then there's hand built trails, which people take like you know holes and rakes and shovels and picks and. and can you notice people still do that? People still do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's some sections national yeah. forest or uh, some land that you can't. Um, yeah, absolutely. That's how a lot of the trails were built for a long, long it's time. Like, it's like the flip phone of, of mountain bike trails versus the iPhone of mountain bike trails. It would be like, <laughs> it, would be like uh, it would be like back way back when is just riding a horse, and then somebody figured out that they could use a cart behind a horse, kind of thing, maybe. Or just yeah. dig a canal by hand. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> question. Like, Do you notice a difference between the no. machine built trails? How did you call it? Uh, Normally, you would in a lot of situations. Like yesterday, riding the downhills and stuff at the park. Yeah, the downhills, the stuff with the big sweeping berms, the flow. Uh, but yes, a lot of machine built stuff you would because a lot of times I think there's a lot less rocks. So you're going to have like a smoother smoother section because they're digging out a lot of the rocks and roots and oh, all that kind okay, of stuff. Okay. So you're not going to be. You're not going to have a lot of the rocks and roots, so it'll be generally smoother. They usually build it a lot wider to begin with because they're using the machine. They just build it wide, and then stuff usually grows in on the side of the trails. Um, So that's machine-built. The stuff that we rode today is machine-built, but a lot of it you wouldn't know because what they did is they took – he called it organic, and that's a really good explanation because a lot of the stuff, especially the stuff we rode, is very much – there's rocks there. So what they did is they made things, and then they put rocks in places where – Okay. You know they would be you know, like okay somebody placed these here and then there's other ones that are kind of placed and kind of fell in different spots. Oh, okay. So oh, even though it's the rock that threw me off my yes. face. Thank you, yes. sir. <laughs> so it, it's good. Those trails are cool because it it's um it's like it's machine built, but it was like riding a, a real trail on a mountain that's not necess- that's just rocky strewn all over the place. Yeah. So it's a good mix. <clears throat> it was cool. I like that. Um, so I rode. Bad, uh, uh, was it bad ombre? Yeah, bad ombre. Yeah, that was cool. Mm-hmm. And the whip it, whip it was the lower one. Whip it was low. That was really fun because yeah. that was really fun because a good mix and the corners yeah, some were nice just, man-made rock sections. Oh on man, it. yeah, yeah. And then and then the corners off of those, you, you get to the point where you're like, if you go into a corner hard enough, you're actually like squishing in your suspension a little bit, so you get kind of get the feeling of like, oh yeah, I'm cool because I'm loading up the bike and just kind of <laughs> going out of it. But Thank it was a good mix. It was I, today was just a lot of fun. So, but so yeah. yeah, I've had I've ridden four sections of different parts here this week. This week so far, we did um, round. Valley. Round right, valley. Sorry, I want to call it round mountain because usually <laughs> you know mountains go up, valleys go down. But yeah, round valley. Yeah, um, we did ride around the mountain like a hill. The whole yeah, time. it looked like a mountain. Yeah. But, but anyway, yeah, but um, you know the bike park over there was awesome. The trails were great, um, very rocky, uh, very loose, um, but great stuff. Then um, second day was Deer Park. Unfortunately, all the trails were not open because of the snow. Yeah, but um, 
did numerous runs there, and trails were super fun. Definitely yeah. worth the that's, visit. That's DeerValley.com. If anybody wants to check out Deer Valley Park, I just remember because, yeah, Deer Valley. And then this morning we went out to the ranch, mm-hmm. um, which was great. Then this afternoon I rode up um, Armstrong Trail to Mid Mountain. Yeah, there's another one in between oh, there. Okay. I uh, can't remember the name. Up through Mid Mountain. Um, lots of climbing. Not quite as much as um, this morning, but okay. still like 1,400 feet. Still oh. wasn't at the top. So you got a lot of riding today. So I got about 25 miles in today, about 3,400 feet of climbing. Yeah. So. That's good. All right, guys. Uh, you. Camas. Camas Trails. Yeah. Yes. Camas Valley. It's no. in the Camas Valley. Camas That's is the a name of the that trail? Had, right, that restaurant yeah. is Camas. Okay. Uh, all right. So I want to ask you. You, you mentioned how it's frustrating to be that beginner at something. Uh, there's, and we talked about it, Allie. I always say, sometimes I, have, I forget we're talking on the microphone, you kind of have to explain to listeners <laughs> who are yeah, listening. Uh, but do you normally do that? Do you do a lot of things where you're all of a sudden a beginner or you find yourself, because Allie and I were talking about it, how you should, you know, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but you should be doing something at least every once in a while where you're new at it because you, it forces you to look at things differently. It forces you to learn, yeah, ask that's, questions. That's actually what what we are doing a lot. Yes. <laughs> so, what do, you, it, it, do you think it was good from that perspective? Yeah. Well, I come from a very strange uh, um, personal background. Okay, but you're really you said you're very competitive. Yes. With yourself. Uh, yes. Because um, years back, I was diagnosed with a strange uh, um, immune disease where my muscles are, um, I don't know how to explain this. Weak? Yeah, I can get weak. Uh, It's like a parent of a MS. Yeah. Mm. So 2003, yeah. Uh, Sorry, it's it's, it's hard to explain. No, it's good. But I was told not to do pretty much anything. And I was put on on medication and I was told, uh, well, you should uh, stay away from dangerous things, things that can hurt your muscles. And I say, hmm, that doesn't work like that. (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, if you put yourself in a spot where you don't want to do things because people say, so you don't have to do things because you have a disease, you have a rare disease, a rare muscular muscular Mm -hmm. disease, Mm -hmm. your mood starts to be affected badly and your disease gets worse and worse. So I set up myself a goal, says, no, I'm not going to follow this advice. Mm-hmm. And I started to run, to do stuff I wouldn't have done uh, if nobody would challenge me and, nobody, and someone told me not to. The moment someone told me that the doctor said, you cannot do this stuff, I said, no, no. That's <laughs> I'll do the opposite. I'll do the opposite. And that helped me. That made me way more competitive with myself because I know if I want to do something, I have to do a the maximum capacity I can and that helped me my disease as well because after 15 years my disease it's not gone but it's manageable and uh, I got rid of drugs and medicines because of this thing of pushing my limits a lot so this thing with mountain biking it's it's been one of the many things I've done to I don't know outcome 
myself and help myself a lot. So it's one of the many things uh, oh. I've done. So it's it, it, as a beginner, you fail, but it's a way to, I don't know, over improve, improve. And also yeah. it, it's kind of overwhelming how you can see the difference when you start and when you end, even if it's sore, even if it's painful, even if at a certain point I said, no, no, no. The, and I was blaming my disease. Ah, that's because I have that disease. Uh -huh. And then uh, probably, ah, no, that's because I probably am lazy. I was being lazy and I wasn't pushing myself enough. Okay. Yeah, but the problem now is that she wants to buy a bike. So <laughs> it, was, it was an expensive trip, you know? Yeah, <laughs> then buy her a bike. Yeah. <laughs> buy yourself a bike. Yeah. Basically. So what do, you, what do you think about that? Just that idea of pushing yourself, like starting something new, yeah, we actually having that humility and uh, forcing yourself to, because it's a process of learning. It's like it's, yeah, it's mountain biking. It can be taking pictures. It could be anything, right? The process of learning something. It's it's like a muscle that you need yeah. to practice that process to learn something too. So what do you? I mean, are you having those thoughts where oh man? You, you got frustrated, but then you maybe thought to yourself, okay, so how can I fix this? Or how can I make this a little bit better? Yeah, it's actually, uh, I have the same thoughts. I mean, we, we share the same, you know, um, fight philosophy, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, we've been living together since, I mean, for many years now. Yeah. And we are doing a lot of this stuff. I mean, we, we learn how to um, canoeing. We learn how to... Uh, horse riding and we are starting mountain biking now I guess we are starting mountain biking now. Yeah. I mean it's a good it was it was a, it was a start yeah. you know? and it's nice because it, it you know <coughs> opens your mind and you can yeah, you can push yourself you can learn new uh, new things new skills you can it makes you um, a better person in general I guess mm -hmm. uh, from a from a um, mental point of view, from a physical point of view, you, you you get more athletic. I mean, uh, you get more fit. You go from a medium to a small shirt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I've, I've lost a few pounds, so um, yeah, no, it's it's challenging. It's nice. I mean, if you give up mentally everything, you know, uh, you must push yourself. Yeah. Um, it's always everything. It's it's about. Uh, pushing yourself every day, you know. It's um, if you if you give up, you, you're you're right. done. I mean, it's yeah. you can't. <laughs> All right, Ali, what are your thoughts on that? The, I know you have some thoughts on the <laughs> on the learning something new and pushing yeah, yourself. Yeah, I mean, look, I couldn't agree more. I think I think learning. I think as we said before, we've spoken about this. Mm -hmm. Keeping something in your life at all times that you are new to and that you're a beginner in, I think it it has so many lessons in it. Um, you know, I think once we get complacent, we stay within our comfort zones, we're not growing. Oh, yeah. Um, I, it's, yeah. Yeah, so I think I think pushing past your comfort zone is, is the straightest path to growth in all areas of life. Um, and, it, and it's, it is, it does build humility. You know, I've been someone who's, I've played sports and done activities yeah. my entire life. 
So and here you are, and grassy knoll, tipping your tipping here your bike over. And it, you know, I think it's also an amazing lesson that it's never too late to try anything new. You know, I'm 37 years young, woohoo! Um, and I, I tried mountain biking for the first time right. this weekend, and I've been a lifelong athlete, and this was something I've always wanted to try, and it's going to take me a while to get there, um, but it just teaches you so much about courage and overcoming fear and there's this there's this saying that i like to use the it's called micro bravery um so if a you, lot of these i do sayings, i yeah. do i'm, micro, I'm a okay, writer micro so micro bravery is if you can be brave or overcome a fear in one small instance mm-hmm. so learning how to mountain bike something that made me a little nervous but kind of a small thing in life then what's the next thing that I can apply that courage to? And if you start to build up these little moments of micro-bravery, all of a sudden, what do you have? Courage. I like this and, idea of micro. Yeah. yeah. Is that a nice. title or something? It or could is that be. Like a it could title? be. Is it a trademark now? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I know. So Guys, you're going to buy a bike. Everyone signed an NDA. Yeah. Um, but said, oh, I think we're a little late. Well, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. But no, but I love sharing that. And I, I think that's part of it, too, is I think it's about growth. growth. I think it's about testing your, your fear and your comfort zone and, and building courage throughout your whole life where... You know, part of life is facing challenge, and when you choose to challenge yourself, you learn so much about how you adapt to challenge. So when unexpected challenge comes, yeah. you have those skills. Yeah. So this, this uh, media trip turned into a philosophical... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I shredded the no-no. Yeah, philosophical jer- and you got to ride uh, next to uh, Eric doing a manual all the way down. Oh, uh, my gosh. Road. I will never forget that. Yeah, that was cool. Golden. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some road down from Deer Valley. Eric wrote a couple of manuals down huge stretches of uh, oh, yeah. huge stretches of the road. Um, well, we don't have a lot of time because we have to get to dinner again. Again. Okay, I want to get your thoughts on Park City. So we'll just go around the table. I'll start. Uh, I had no idea uh, what I had never been. I'd been to Moab, Southern Utah, Moab. I had no idea. I'd been through Saint Salt Lake. Never really stayed here any time. I had no idea what Park City was. I didn't, all full disclosure, I did not re- do any research before coming here. I had no idea. I just like, all right, she's going to give me an itinerary. I'm just going to go and I'm going to learn as I do it. And uh, I didn't realize a couple things. I didn't realize that uh, it was basically parked between two mountain ranges. So to the west, we have the, I don't even know what they call it. The Little Cottonwood. Little Cottonwood? Yeah, Little Cottonwood Canyon. Okay. And then to the east are the Uintas, which are the big mountains. Uh, so in between is a valley. Yeah, in between is a valley, and it's very much high desert. So in my mind, I thought it was more alpine. But you can, here's the thing, is it's high desert down, and then if you, you can get as much high alpine as you want, right? I mean, we're, if there wasn't a building right outside a window, you could <laughs> see, I mean, it rises up to probably 9,000, 10,000 feet right yeah. out the door. Uh, yeah, so I, I didn't really expect that. Uh, I, they kept talking about all the trails. That's a no-brainer because they're 450 400 miles, 450 whatever miles. miles. Of trails. And that doesn't include all the Forest Service roads and all that kind of stuff. As you get into the high country, like the Uintas, there's probably endless Forest Service roads and gravel roads and adventure. 1,200 water. miles of old tunnels or mining tunnels. Yeah, so old mining is a silver mine place. Um, but I had no idea of the quality of food. And 
that's been the biggest thing I think. Yeah. Some of the food is I, some of the stuff I've eaten. I just I took two hours to eat. I think the other night because it just was it's really good. Yeah. Um, but it's been good. So I I've been pleasantly surprised. Yeah, there, there's stuff to do for everybody. You know, if you come out here as a family, you can go ride. If Move closer to the mic. No. We got. We have to keep train. We have to chain mark to the. Yeah, mic. I keep wanting to lean back yeah. here. Sorry. Um, seems like there's just tons of stuff to do for the family. Um, when I was coming back on my second ride today, people were heading up the chairlifts. Um, they, bikes everywhere. They bikes had, like on the bus. Bikes on cars. Oh, bikes everywhere. Yeah. Mountain bikes. I've seen like three road bikes. I think. Yeah. And the public Sorry. service is free, which is yeah. great. Yep. Yep. Sorry. But over at, um, I believe it's called like Park City Park or where the main chairlift is. I mean, they had zip lines, they had miniature golf. Oh, nice. They had a slide, summer slide that, I don't know how high the thing went. I never did see the end of it. Okay. But it looks like a big rush. Okay. Um, just lots of stuff to do around here. It's pretty okay. cool. All right. You guys, what are your, what, what are your thoughts? I mean, you've been <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's, She's a local. local. She's a local. local. Yeah. Right. But I have lots to okay. say about it. What do you have to say then? I mean, look, I think, so I've been coming to Park City since I was a kid. We used to take yearly trips out here, and I clearly didn't, it it was just family trips, so I loved it. Um, But the more I have spent time here in my adult life, every trip I fall more and more in love with this place. I think what is so special about it, first of all, the proximity to Salt Lake Lake City Airport, you fly into Salt Lake, and you can be, you literally can be on the mountain within an hour. Um, so that's super special. The other thing is you have this awesome bustling downtown Main Street, sort of similar to a boulder, but just as you said, you literally, you don't have to get in a car. You hop on your bike, you throw yeah. your skis on. Any outdoor recreational activity, it is like adult summer camp. Um, and it's, it's and cl- everything. Yeah. And it's all right here, and it's so accessible. And the accessibility is what is just amazing with a town that is quite cultured. You know, they have Sundance Film Festival. They have this amazing food and wine scene. They have art galleries. But the thing that stands out to me the most about this town are the people. And I think when you have these super active, athletic, outdoor towns, and no offense to anyone from Boulder out there, but there are times where I've gone to Boulder, Great. for example. Not all these Sorry, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to make my case, and maybe yeah, this no, is Boulder. Very, you can be a little and Boulder. You can be a little <laughs> self-aware about this. That sometimes when I go to Boulder, I feel like I am judged for being a beginner or being yeah. non-athletic enough, and I feel like Park mm. City people just want you to come here and have the best time, and they want you to try something new. So being a beginner at mountain biking for example there was no one that was like oh Oh, god like they didn't have any attitude about it they just want to teach you and they want you to learn and I feel like that says so much about the people here they're so welcoming they're welcoming to everyone um and and it really caters to everyone whether you want a high end or (laughs) so I I think part of that is and I forgot to mention is it's a smaller town Mm. so you know Denton like use Boulder as an example of Denver Boulder Colorado Spring that whole area is, a, is so many people whereas here you still have a lot of the locals it's a pretty small town when you pretty small city when you look at the, the locals that are here it's a pretty small town I mean I, yeah, when, you're, uh, yeah. when you compare it to any bigger city it's I don't even know what the population is 10,000 yeah. 9, yeah. 10, I think it's under well it's a micro city I think is what it's called so it's under 10,000 okay under yeah yeah so 
all in all, it still has a lot of the old or uh, small town. A lot of the locals old, are very much. Uh, they a lot of the locals they go we, with Scott. Well, he's an exception, but he knows we go places and they're like, "Oh, hey, Scott, we're yeah. on the trail." Yeah. Right, which Mark, is great. Saw the dude, real uh, that on the bakery. Yeah, everybody like knows. That, everybody knows everybody yeah. here. It seems like. Yeah. So. And, and people then, are very welcome. and very friendly. You know. Yeah. With, and with the food, everyone. guys. The food. Yeah. Oh, so talk, food. what? Um, yeah, I was impressed with the quality of the food. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. I. I mean, as a food travel specialized person, people yeah. as we are, yeah. we were super impressed. Not just by the um, offer, but the quality. It's like uh, when we are Europeans, we are not Europeans. We are <laughs> Italians. And we talk a lot about food. And for picky, us, right? yeah, we are picky. And for us, food is one of the main driven factor when we travel abroad. And when people think about the US, it's always burger, it's always bacon, it's always What's like- What's wrong with that? You had bacon yes, in it. Yes, uh, uh, I'm gonna go for burger and bacon right yes, now. Yes, I was going there, but, but yeah. if you- This no, is how we're perceived as burgers yes. and bacon? Yeah, yeah. Oh, but there's burgers and bacon and, burgers and, yeah. ba burgers and bacon. And I found here the quality is really high. And um, there's a lot of attention to which ingredients you use, how you mix ingredients, how you mix and match different food cultures. It's pretty unique. Now you'll get a lot of emails about the, those two fucking Italians. Exactly. <laughs> yes. No, it's good. It, it's good perspective. If anybody sends an email and says those fucking Italians, it's because send us, they send, send the well, it's because yeah. they need to take a little, just uh, listen to maybe somebody that doesn't live here. Yeah. Well, I, I I think uh, it came out wrong. I mean, it's it's <laughs> not. I mean, <laughs> no, you don't have to backtrack. No, 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 it's not. It's not that uh, we think about America um, and we think about burgers and bacon. Yeah, no, I mean, but those are the most popular. You we know, think about that fast food, and that's it. Well, maybe because in Europe we have McDonald's, yeah. Burger King. That's it. I mean. Uh, but, but it was a good. Been, it's been, been, been a good experience. Like that was surprising to you yeah, too. Absolutely. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. Yeah. But we've been in the U.S. all around, and I mean, food is pretty good um, everywhere. I guess. I mean. Yeah, but I was. I, uh, yeah, I was. We've had impressed. pretty good experiences. Yeah, I, I was yeah. impressed by the quality. The, the first. Two, uh, I'm not gonna make name names. Yep. But the first was a little. The food was really good. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was a little weird. The waitress was yeah, <laughs> strange, you know, it's yeah. very aggressive. But the food was good. Yeah. I mean, you're probably going to get a different waiter or waitress when you go there yes. next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If not, you should probably ask for a different one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, no. so do you have any other thoughts or anything? So we're gonna, we have to get going pretty soon. So what we're going we're gonna to do is some concluders. Uh, I, th I think it's a great. I think we should explain where we're going because this is actually a really cool. Part exactly. Of yeah, I know. Exactly. That's, I know. We're gonna do that. Uh -huh. You can explain it too. You good? You volunteer it. You you have thoughts on? Uh, I think it's a else? great place. Um, great place to come and ride. Um, lots of varied terrain, different atmospheres. You can climb. You can go downhill. You can take the chair lifts. Um, food was great. Uh, we only got to experience a few of the places in town, but there's just so so much more. It looks like. Yeah. Um, a lot of probably local places you can dig into. Um, if you're coming here with a family, some of the lodging offers um, kitchenettes in it. Um, there's a fresh market right in town. You mm -hmm. pick up food, cook breakfast for kids, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So um, I think overall it's a great experience, and I think it's a pretty cool place to come check out. Yeah. yeah. All right, so explain, Alex. Ah, so this evening. On? Actually, I will quickly say about the lodging. Mm -hmm. um, because this is such a big ski resort, you have these five-star 
hotels and resorts that are super luxe and crazy expensive during ski season, but you can get amazing deals coming during the summer. So especially for you mountain bikers, if you want to treat yourself to an amazing five-star resort, you can get some awesome deals here. So, um, but what are we doing tonight? We're going to an event called Savor the Summit, um, which is a food and I want to say, I always want to say food and wine, but it's a food and beverage Whiskeys, event. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're having dinner with the High here, West, yeah. High West Whiskey. Here in Park oh, City. We're having it there. Well, on yeah. the, in the middle of the street, but it's their dinner. Oh, okay. So what Savor the Summit is, is basically all of Main Street, which is a big hill, um, probably like a quarter mile, I'd half say mile. Quarter mile becomes one long dinner table and every section of that table is sponsored by a restaurant along main street in park city looking forward to so uh we are eating at the high west distillery which is a local whiskey distillery here they're amazing if you haven't tried them we're going to be sitting at their dinner table and then also with their cocktail section but it's supposed to be super fun there's live bands there's bars and uh Pretty much the whole town comes out, so I'm excited to check it out. This is definitely a Park City special. Yeah, and, and uh, Scott has a bow tie and a tie or a suit and bow tie on and everything. I feel underdressed now. I know, so do I. Exactly. Uh, uh, all right, so we're gonna do real quick concluders. Any any thoughts, uh, tips? <laughs> sorry. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> any. Pertinent information that would be helpful for first-time or returning people. Uh, I, I would, know, I don't if know you're coming out here to mountain tips. bike, I would rent a bike. Okay. I would not bring a bike. Definitely. Yeah, there's a ton of rental options. Jans yeah. has been awesome. Yeah, Jans and the quality of the bikes is very high. I mean, oh, absolutely. Yeah. That, that that shop is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. no there's no issue coming out here and renting a full suspension, you know, 180, 160 millimeter carbon carbon bike. Yeah, absolutely. All right, you guys, what, who's next? Concluders. Bring your appetite as well. Tip. City or yeah. Just if you're coming here and doing anything, it doesn't necessarily have to be mountain biking, but what would you offer? I mean, I would say people? that this is a place for literally everyone. I mean, around this table, we have people who have dedicated half their, or most of their careers to mountain biking and people have just tried it for the first time. And we all were able to experience this place and do it together. Um, and I think that's just incredibly special, so. Also there are many activities that you can do, especially in the summer. I mean, during the winter you can ski obviously, but in the summer you can hike, you can fly fishing, which we did. <laughs> yeah. uh, you can walk around. Zip lining. Oh yeah, zip lining. I mean, it's it's a little fun place, you know. It's it's beautiful, and oh. it's beautiful. I mean, Main Street is fantastic. Beautiful. There are so many nice buildings. I was impressed. I'm a photographer. I mean, to me, visual is very important, mm -hmm. and the buildings is there, there are fantastic old buildings. Uh, it, it's a pretty little town with a lot of stuff to do. So it's that's why it's so popular, I guess. Yeah. So what I think, I'm along the lines with, with Mark with a, from the bike perspective, is I would say uh, <laughs> don't bother shipping your bike. Or maybe do it and just but budget some money to go get a bike for a couple of the days just so you can test out a couple of different bikes. And if you have the budget to do it, uh, I would try to find somebody to help you, like a guide perhaps. Yeah. So spend maybe I half a day with, agree with that. Yeah, there's so many trails and there's so many different things to link up. If nothing else, get information beforehand from a guide 
or go with somebody for half a day or even a day. If you can budget it and you're with your group of friends, do it because it'll really give you a good idea of the lay of the land, how to connect different things because you have bike path, you have uh, lifts. So you could you could do a single track for two hours, hook up with a, a lift, go over the other side of the, the mountain, and all of a sudden you're in a whole different valley or a different trail. So I would say from a mountain biking perspective, do that. From a... Uh, Actually, th- that's my advice. And I believe if you're doing anything else, get a guide would yeah. be a fantastic yeah. uh, investment in in things. Because climbing, or stop into a local shop. Um, I heard them talking today. They got new maps in at the shop. Oh yeah, that's right. So you pick up yep. a map. I think they said they were eight or ten bucks for yep. a map. Yep, and um, that goes to the the trails group. Goes to the trail one, yeah. Yep. And um, I even tried to download the Trail Forks app, but there's so many trails here, you can't really see see it on your phone right it's crazy yeah, yeah. also as a, as a beginner uh, if you want to improve or if you, if you want to learn how to how to ride we had three amazing guides uh, mm-hmm. hank julie and guard and they were patient they were really i mean they really know how to explain you know mm-hmm. uh, all the all the all the basic all the um, all the things all the skills that you should have and i think it was from a beginner point of view it was a very good experience yeah. cool I want to add just something that probably is not that reliable for the bikers, but yeah. from you know human perspective, people perspective, uh, this town gives you the chance to talk to people. And mm-hmm. that's something you should do. If you come here, connect with the locals. Because we were just having a walk, and everybody was so friendly, was so welcoming, asked questions, what are you doing here? Why are you here? What's your... Goal. Go home. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's really something unique, I think. Something that yeah, it was yeah, nice. unique. Cool. Well, thank you guys. I appreciate the time. That's thank fun. you. Thank you. Yeah. So Ciao. Let's uh, let's go eat and drink. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Sound good. Let's do it. Okay. Ciao. Ciao. Open up drinking Bye. tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs>